and hopefully we're going to have a great time too. I'm going to be pulling together today, um, like I said, we've been doing a series about worship and uh, today I'm going to talk about being hungry. In, during this series we've looked at all kinds of things, um, the power of worship, the personal cost of worship, purity in worship and creativity and worship. And today we're going to be, like I said, finishing the series about how we can stay hungry for God. And the word hunger by definition means having a strong desire, like a craving, displaying a need for food. In reality, though, hunger isn't just about food. Us humans crave all sorts of different things. We need different things. And, uh, and, and we hunger physically and emotionally, intellectually and spiritually, spiritually for nourishment. We humans are needy. In addition to food and water, we need many more things to live well. I don't know if you've ever done a food shop when you're hungry? I have. It's a bad idea. Uh, and in our house, we sometimes use the word hangry. I don't know if that's the word you use in, in where you are, but um, there's been a lot of growing going on in our house, so food becomes more, more important uh, more often. But Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God in Luke 4. And Blaise Pascal, a theologian in the 1600s, put it this way, there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man which cannot be filled by any created thing but only by God, the creator made known through Jesus. You might have heard the phrase spiritual hunger. You might have used it yourself. We all know what it, what it feels like to be hungry, don't we? There's rumblings and there's funny noises. And if it goes on too long, you just feel like you just have to eat. And spiritual hunger is that need inside of your soul where you just need something. You feel empty. Your life might not be in a dreadful state, actually. Things might be great, but there is a deep longing to be satisfied. And I often um, talk to people uh, in, about their spiritual um, lives. And so often people talk about a longing. And I've heard, I've heard people over and over say things like, I think I'm realizing, I'm realizing God is real. Or I just felt I needed to pray. Or I just had to come to church today. Hi, <laughs> I'm here. Or I just needed to buy a Bible. Uh, I don't know why I'm here, but I just woke up and had to, had to be here. Or even some people I've spoken to have had dreams. You know, when they're asleep, there's this deep longing that uh, they, they dream about the things of the kingdom of God. We sometimes as well get emails to our church office email address sort of saying, this is happening, I can't explain it, you're a church, maybe you can explain some of this to me. Hunger rises up, hunger rises up and people become aware of a deep, deep spiritual hunger. And I think in COVID, so much was stripped back. I don't know if you remember those days of lockdown where we weren't allowed out very often or very, for very much time each day. That hunger in all of us was given some time and space as we stopped the rushing around and saw creation. And if you didn't hear it, listen to what Jeff spoke about last week around worship and creation because it was so, so good. 
But that season, maybe it kind of exposed our hunger to know the Creator. Google searches for prayer soared. Globally, Alpha courses were packed. We are hungry. Humanity is created to hunger. And there are loads of scriptures that use uh, food as a metaphor. Uh, God knows that us humans are interested in food, and we'll maybe understand what he's talking about if we read about food. Psalm 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Proverbs 16, gracious, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. It's like a crunchy. Uh, in Psalm 23, King David, I love crunches, do you? Like there's something just perfect about crunchy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Nicola, you're preaching, stop it. Right, Psalm 23, uh, King David compares his relationship to God like having an amazing banquet set before him. You prepared you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The image shows God, sorry, shows David seeing God as a totally generous host who knows exactly, exactly what he needs and is providing it in abundance. And David is worshipping God and he's telling him how absolutely incredible he is and that he just wants to come to him to be satisfied because God is the absolute best and hands out the absolute best. David knows that it's only God himself who will truly satisfy his soul. And as a king, he had absolutely everything the world could offer at his disposal. He had it all. But he is delighted to be in the presence of God. He can't get enough of being with God. Nothing else compares. I encountered personally the presence of God as a nine-year-old in really tangible ways. And I love that Adam and Lucy today are saying, we're going to help Judah understand hunger. They can meet his physical needs and feed him. But it's only God who made him that can satisfy and meet his needs. He's created to worship. That space in him is God-shaped and it's there already. As it is for all of us and every single person we will ever meet. But sadly, we are often satisfied actually with very little of God. It's like being happy to chuck a pizza from Iceland in the oven when you get home from work every night, maybe. And there's a place for them. But we could be tasting so much more. There is a banquet open to us. All that we can eat, any time when we invite Jesus into our lives, there is a reservation, an eternal reservation with your name on it. We're all invited. But we have to take the decision to step inside. No one else can eat the food for you. No one else can carry you to the table. We have to come. And like I said, I was young when I chose to accept that invite. And God continues. I'm so grateful. He continues to feed me to satisfy that deepest, deepest hunger. Beyond any relationship or friendship, that hunger for God is satisfied in his presence. A few years ago, um, I was floored for a season. You might not have known me then, but um, I burnt out, basically, and kind of went through some stuff with my mental health that was really difficult. But in that season, in that time, I was hungry for God 
more than anything else. In the midst of that, I needed him. I wanted him. And my brokenness led me actually to hunger more deeply than ever before. There's, God is just so abundant. He, he, just, he just is. I can't even do justice to talk about it this morning because it's such a huge thing. And of course, we need, as I did, if you're struggling with your mental health, to seek help. But also seek out God and his power and his truth. God used that awful time for my good. I realized how much I needed him. And I learned afresh that he is truly available and able to meet my deepest need, to feed me. He's there for me. He's there for you. In the, on the mountaintop and in the darkest night. And in the place of my darkest night, he invited me to the table. And I personally, I love to sit at a piano and sing and worship. And I found that um, as I sat and worshipped, I was fed. Opening up the smallest scripture was to be fed, was to be fed the best food, his presence. And as I ate, the more hungry I was. The deeper I went, the deeper I wanted to go. The more I saw him, the more I wanted to see him. The more I sang to him, the more songs bubbled up. The more I was aware of him in others, the more I wanted to see him in others. The more I saw where he had been in the day that I just lived, the more I wanted to see him in the day that was going to come. Hunger, this hunger for God is addictive in the very best way. We don't live on bread alone. We live best We live as he longs that we will by feasting on everything that comes from him. And he is limitless. There's always more to discover and experience in the journey of hungering for God. His very presence. And God invites each one of us to come to that table. To come to that table of encounter. No matter how broken we are, he is the only one who will truly satisfy. So I just want to quickly think about three ways that we can stay hungry for more of God. The first one is don't comfort eat. When you feel an emptiness in your soul, your first place to go needs to be Jesus. Go first to the Lord and then after him Go to the other things that God has blessed you with. But don't fill your spiritual hunger with the wrong thing. Instead of like automatically looking for something else to fill the gap. Maybe going shopping, scrolling through social media, going out with a friend. They're fine, but first go to the Lord. Not always easy, but really important. Or maybe you go to work. (laughs) You get the work back out in the evening to just kind of keep busy. And all of the time there's this longing, this aching that God, you know, that you are hungry. If we ignore that empty feeling and try to satisfy it with some good stuff, but but not the right thing in the moment, it can cause us to miss out on the best, that rich, life-giving relationship with God. We have an enemy Who wants to satisfy our spiritual hunger with snacks that don't actually 
satisfy, but keep us away from God. I'm married to a wonderful person, but whenever he gets petrol, um, he... He's not here. He's out helping the kids. So I can, he, he always buys a chocolate bar. Well, maybe not always, but chocolate or crisps. And I get in the car and there's the wrappings are all there. And I'm like, ah! And, uh, you know, sometimes hungry at dinner time, sometimes not, depending if petrol has been bought. Um, and I was just thinking, that's how we have an enemy that wants us to kind of leave us feeling that well, that way. Not full and in a bit of a mess. <laughs> That's how Satan wants our spiritual lives to be, a total mess, and the true hunger not really satisfy. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, man shall not live, as I've just said before, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Bible has something to speak into every season of the soul. A word from the Lord can bring freedom and transformation And as we sit with him and actively read his word, expecting him to speak, we will learn to hear his voice more and more. We're all hungry. The question is, what do we choose to eat? Don't comfort eat is the first thing I want to say. How else do we stay hungry? It's around rhythms. We all know that to be physically healthy, we have to look after our body. We have to eat the right things, eat meals at consistent times. And in the same way, we need steady rhythms in our walk with Jesus. We can't just go to a festival once a year, have an amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit, and then spend very, very little time with him and expect to have a a strong, a stable, a solid relationship with God. We also can't We also can't not eat and expect to have a strong relationship with the Lord. We are responsible for feeding ourselves and seeking out food. We as a church put on all sorts of things, you know, life groups, um, opportunities to pray, talks, courses. No one can make you choose to eat them other than yourself. God daily invites us to his table to be still with him cultivating your own, my own relationship with him. A healthy spiritual hunger is about consistency sprinkled in with feasting. How about thinking about Sabbath, that day in your week that isn't just used to catch up on all the jobs you haven't done, but is a a true time of encounter and being with the Lord. Here, we do expect, we anticipate to see the Lord transform and change people from the inside out because it's who he is and what he does. We choose that rhythm as a church in and out of season. As iron sharpens iron, one man, one person sharpens another, as scripture says. We need to be around people of expectation. Expectation increases hunger. So get around people of expectation. Who do you know that increases your expectation to see God, to experience him? Who would you like to know? Talk to them, get to know them. We have a women's event coming up soon in the new, well, yeah, fairly soon in the new year. It's called Beloved. Ladies, this is a feast day to come where women come together and can be thoroughly nourished and encouraged and then take that back into the world. Pray for hunger. Even the desire to seek God is a gift. John 6, 44 says that Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent 
me draws them and I will raise them up. Pray. Choose the rhythm of praying for spiritual hunger because you're praying in accordance with God's will. He wants us to be hungry for him. It's a prayer God loves to answer. Matthew 5, 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So come in prayer. Acknowledge the hunger, the dissatisfaction, the need, and go to the Lord rather than an activity, a person, a thing. And lastly, lastly, read the Bible for yourself. This is how to stay hungry for God. We need to know the truth of the Bible, the truth about who God is and what he actually tells us. Truth of scripture leads us to have faith for the right things. Faith leads us to expectation. Expectation leads to hunger. But we have to take responsibility for it ourselves. We need to eat of the Lord whether we feel hungry or not. John 6, 33, if the band want to come. This is John 6, oh, I put it up there. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. This is Jesus speaking. So for the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. And he who believes in me will never thirst. God will always satisfy that hunger, that spiritual hunger. And uh, we're going to spend some time together now um, worshipping, just using song and music to do that. But we're just going just gonna to invite the Holy Spirit just to, to come. If anything of what I've just said has just kind of pricked something in your heart, then the Holy Spirit is here and he is at work. And he is, he's drawing us into deeper relationship with the Father. There's an amazing prayer at the end of this book. It's called The Pursuit of God by Tozer. And uh, I don't know if he wrote the prayer, if it's come from somewhere else, but I just love the heart of this. It's kind of in old English, so bear with me. But this is what it said. Lord, I would trust thee completely. I would be altogether thine. I would exalt thee above all. I desire that I may feel no sense of possessing anything outside of thee. I want constantly to be aware of thy overshadowing presence and to hear thy speaking voice. I long to live in restful sincerity of heart. I want to live so fully in the spirit that all my thought may be a sweet incense ascending to thee and every act of my life an act of worship. Therefore I pray in the words of thy great servant of old. I beseech thee so for to cleanse the intent of my heart with the unspeakable gift of thy grace that I may perfectly love thee and worthily praise thee. So we say come Holy Spirit as we stand and worship now. 
Lord, would our worship be pleasing to you? Will you help us to hunger and thirst for you? And in this moment and in the days and the months to come and the years to come, Lord, would we know your presence, your life, satisfying and feeding our deepest need for yourself. Lord, help us to humbly come before you. We honour you. We want to praise you this morning. Have your way. Amen. Please feel free to stand. We are asking if people could wear a mask to sing. That would be helpful for those who are feeling more vulnerable in this space. Okay, thank you.
as I was worshipping, I'm just aware, maybe you might be watching online, you might have come to this space or up at Marley Hill today, and uh, you're just aware of that hunger and just singing that song, Amazing Grace, Amazing Grace. And actually, you're like, okay, I feel hungry, what, what now? I just want to help you to, to step towards Jesus, to receive that gift of life and that nourishment that he has for you as his beloved child for now and all into eternity. So if, you, if this is what you want to pray this morning, then just pray this um, with me. Lord God, I thank you that you made me, that you made me with this hunger to know you and to respond to you. Thank you that you sent Jesus to come, to die a horrendous death, to carry my guilt, my shame, and to nail it to the cross that I don't have to live in the light of my sin, but I can live as a a son, a daughter, redeemed and known and loved by you. And I want to receive that gift of grace, that amazing grace right now. And I say thank you. Thank you that today I see you. Thank you that today I can accept that gift and walk with you. And Lord, I turn from there from being kind of king of my own world and I want to surrender my life to you. I want to come home. Thank you that you adopt me at this moment as your son, as your daughter. Thank you that I can walk with you all the days of my life and even in the days after my life for all eternity to know you and to worship you. Amen.